Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. Brian, how are you today? I am phenomenal. I'm ready to go. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I didn't know you were going to say that. (laughs) It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It was actually a nice day today. It was. It was very frosty this morning. It was cold, but then it warmed up. But then it warmed up. I almost thought about going biking. (laughs) Tomorrow should be the day. I did not get outside at all today, which makes me sad. I didn't get out much. I went out a little bit. but Not much. That's okay. It's good times. We're getting closer. Yes. February is halfway through. Yes. We will... uh... And it's a short month, so yay. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike January that lasted 500 years. The problem is you get to March and you're like, oh, it's going to be warm, but it's not. It's March. (laughs) March is really cold. (laughs) It's like November. (laughs) I think of February, though, as being like the most depressing month in Kentucky. It's, January and February. Yeah, it's, yeah. Those are long two months. My in-laws lucked out. They owned a couple timeshares and uh, they owned one. Uh, they don't golf and they owned one on a golf course. So they would trade it in for timeshares in Hawaii. And my mother-in-law's, she's my stepmother-in-law, her son worked for Delta. So they flew free. And so she would trade in. She was like, it was like a, a full-time job. To get the flights and everything, but they would go to Hawaii like the entire month of February. That would be so nice. smart. <laughs> well, yeah, because the problem is you got it gets cold in November and December. It's pretty cold in November, but you're distracted yeah. by Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes, there's fun stuff going there's on. There's things distracting you. January, yes. there's nothing distracting you. It's just cold, and then February yes. just is the continuation of that cold. I mean, January, you've got a hope of going skiing. You've got the winter sports kind of going on. February, it's like. It's sort of thawed out enough that you can't do any of that. February is also when football ends, so like there's no oh, more football either. That's a sad but, thing for you. And we haven't got to the NCAA tournament because that's March Madness. You don't get distractions again until March in the sporting world. I wouldn't know. You got March Madness, the college <laughs> basketball, and then you get the Masters and golf. Then you head into None the summer doldrums. <laughs> but that's okay because when that happens, that's April now it's nice enough to get outside. Well, March 2, though, I just got the email. BCC rides are going to start as soon as the time change happens. That's the other thing that happens in March That's that cool. makes it happier, is that you get some more daylight. So. You do get daylight savings comes. Yeah, that's when you... Uh, so, yeah. That's when training can start a little more seriously, because you can get outside even if it is coldish. Yeah. There's if it is a warmer day that day, you days. can get outside. There's more yeah. daylight. Day, there's more daylight and there's more opportunity, I think, in March. It begins to warm up. begins so. to warm February is just mud season. It's just... <laughs> in March, is it? March and April, like the rainy times of the year. I know, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's not as cold. That's... <laughs> I'm trying to be hopeful. <laughs> I know. So that's what did our, you that's our two minutes on the weather that we do every week. That's right. We always like. talk about the weather. God. Well, I mean, you know, the weather has a lot to do with what we do. So I do still think it's funny that we had a new swimmer that asked if we swam when it was cold out at an indoor pool. <laughs> that was funny. Huh. You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, one of our new swimmers. Because the uh, it, I think school was off because it was so cold and she actually asked Mimi. If we swam when it was that cold. People yeah. swim outdoors when it's that cold. Well, they're not, so. Because <laughs> a lot of the pools are heated. 
Yeah. You'll have outdoor pool that's heated and you can swim in 20, 30 degree weather. Yeah. I don't have any desire to do that. It's miserable. I yeah. Well, the swimming wouldn't be miserable. Getting, getting in out and out. would be absolutely horrible. Yeah. I mean, you could even... Well, it's like getting out of a hot tub in the middle of winter. Right. But not quite as warm. And that's still pretty... That's still pretty tough to do, though. Yeah, no. Because usually the hot tubs are fairly near doors. The problem with swimming is, is you are going to have a distance between the pool deck when you get out and wherever you go, the, their bathrooms. And yeah. I wonder how warm those bathrooms are. I imagine they're probably not super warm either. <laughs> yeah, well, and what do you... So you get to the pool, your shoes or whatever you got on your feet are near the pool because you're not going to run in barefoot through the snow, I would hope. Well, no. Well, you would hope that they'd clean the pool deck off so you could walk out from wherever the bathroom's to the pool I'm just deck. thinking how cold that pool deck would be. It's oh, like, yeah. Okay, I'd want to put shoes on, but then they'd be all wet. Oh, God. Then they'd it's freeze and you'd be miserable. Yeah. you'd be miserable coming back out. You just go barefoot. It's all good. Yeah. That all sounds dreadful. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> so what did you do this week? I don't know. What? <laughs> It was that exciting. So there's no soccer, I'm guessing. Well, this time of year, not much is happening. We we had, he does some futsal stuff on the weekends. But yeah, it's this is the dead time of the year. It's not like I'm going out biking anywhere. It's not like I'm going and doing things. We watched yeah. Super Bowl. We did watch the Super Bowl. Sad yes, that I was lost. Uh, yeah, I finally went to sleep. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, no. They had the lead. They had chances they to win. I mean, there okay. was some really bad officiating at the end, but you, you, you can't put yourself in a position to lose like that. So let me ask you the important question. What did you think of the halftime show? It was horrible. Okay, good. This is a generational thing. If you listened to that style of music, it was the greatest show ever. Right. If you did not listen to that style of music, it was it the was worst show of awful. all time. Okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. Because I follow online. I've got friends. Everybody who like enjoyed that style of music... 50 Cent and Eminem mm-hmm. and those types, that was the greatest halftime show of all time. It, it seemed to be like very polar because it's not my style of music. It's just, I, I appreciate that people liked it, but I was like, no, that wasn't entertaining at all. No, I, <laughs> I it's it's not my style of music. I, know, I didn't listen to it back then. I don't listen to it now. Yeah. Therefore, I found zero entertainment value. <laughs> my son hated it too. It was hilarious because he didn't listen to that music. No. no. And it's would, just so different. She, than, and he probably knows who Snoop Dogg is just because of right. the commercials. But It's such a different style of music from yeah. popular music, country, everything that's out there. Yeah. That you and I listen to. Yep. Most most people do. Some it seemed to be very gentle. You know, it's sort of, it seemed to be, I mean, I'm... You generally had to be in your 30s, 40s yeah. And you probably loved that show. Yeah. If you listen to that style of music. Because it was all 90s right. rap music, basically. It was after I was out of college music and ever listened to it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I it, it really is whether or not you listen to that style of music or even like that. Because if you like that style of music, it was probably the greatest show of all time. Yeah. Yep. If you like that style of music, you probably don't like a lot of the pop stuff that they generally... Right. Shut out at that time. Yeah, so. <laughs> Something for everybody. Yay. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of partial to Prince's. Yeah, his show was amazing. He played Purple Rain in, in the, the rain, rain. Which was pretty cool. Oh, that my was, God. That was amazing. That was cool. Yes. There's been some really nice halftime shows. Yeah. Uh, Katy Perry did a pretty decent one. Yeah. A few years ago. That wasn't bad. 
if you like that style of music. Well, I mean, the last like couple have been bad, because last time was what, the, the Weekend Guy with Blinding Light song? Yeah, I don't think I even watched it. It was okay. It just, you gotta like his music. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, he's got a couple pop songs, but it's very... He's very yeah, now. And he I'm doesn't like, eh, have a, not a whole lot of popular stuff. I mean, he's only got a couple of hits. Right. So it was a weird. Well, I mean, that's all you need to play the Super Bowl, though, right? You're only playing True. for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, True. You need a, a large repertoire. True. Because like the problem is, is who was the? Was it they brought the Rolling Stones in one year. The problem was, is like the, that guy's so old he can't sing anymore. <laughs> and it was like they had a couple of older guys, that, and they just they've. It's a little too long. Yeah. A little too late for them. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't really carry the tune like they could when they were younger. And yeah. Those and it's just, you can't fudge it in such a big stadium, in that I situation, guess. Yeah. yeah. You can't mess with the sound as much as you can in a regular theater, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched the Super Bowl, which I've never really watched the whole thing before. It was interesting that I actually sat through it. So well, my son is a Bengals fan, so we... Well, and that's why I watched. I was like, okay, this is as close to Kentucky that the Super Bowl is ever going to get. It's old school NFL. People of probably my age and up, because the Colts came to Indianapolis in 86, I believe. Okay. Before 86, it was the Bengals, if you were a local person. It was mm-hmm. Bengals or like a lot of people I know, the Cowboys fans, because Cowboys were always on. That was America's team at that yeah. point in time. Yeah. I was a Cowboys fan as a kid. You know, the Bengals was the second team because it was a local team. Yeah. We never went to any of their games or anything, but it was the local-ish team mm-hmm. until the Colts came around. And then eventually the Colts in Louisville surplanted since uh, the Bengals. Okay. The Colts are now what are shown in Louisville instead of the Bengals. Bengals are really? secondary to the Colts. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I don't follow. So. I guess they the way they changed the MSAs up, Lexington's been Bengals still. Okay. And then... I guess up to, like, Columbus is, like, Bengals territory. Okay. If you go south any at all, like Bowling Green, that's all Nashville, the Titans. Mm -hmm. So Kentucky split between three teams. Oh, wow. Okay. Because you got Nashville, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, and the Cincinnati Bengals, which are all, all those within an hour of our border. So if any of them are in the Super Bowl, we kind of root for them. Right. Okay. In theory. In theory. (laughs) In theory. Depends whether you like them or not. Yeah. I mean, if they're like one of your... Since I don't know anything about any of them, you know, I'll root for anything that's close. Okay. None of them are really our travels with you. It's not like it's the Bengals and the Steelers or the Bengals and Cleveland or anything like that. Yeah. Where you have like natural old school rivalries. Yeah. Because the Colts are... The Annapolis Colts are relatively new in that because they used to be, what, Baltimore a long time ago. That was the original Colts. They moved out. No idea. Then you had... All uh, I know about a Colt is that it's a baby horse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the Titans are a relatively new team. They didn't move uh, until like the 99, around okay. 2000. They're a relatively new team in here. And there's just no <laughs> big rivalries between those three teams, at least currently. Well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> so that was the Super Bowl. That was the Super Bowl. Let's see. What did I do this weekend? I studied. Did some more schoolwork. Moving along on behavior plans. Yay. Learning how to change people's behavior. It's kind of fun. It's actually very fascinating. I don't know if I'll be any good at it, but it's interesting to see. Trying to generate new habits? Yeah. Trying to do, try to figure out what triggers somebody's behavior and what the behavior is and what the consequence of the behavior is. So why is the person doing that? So, like, I want to lose weight, but the Girl Scout cookies. Dang it, all those little kids take credit cards now, too. Oh, my God. Smart. <laughs> like, dang. 
was like, you don't take credit cards. She said, yes, we do. I'm like, of course uh, they do. Why wouldn't they? Everybody <laughs> takes credit cards now. Here, let me pull up my little square thing over here and we'll... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she's plugging in my number. I'm like, two boxes. All right. <clears throat> so, yes, trying to figure out uh, antecedents and behavior and Well, most of that is... Most of your self-destructive behavior comes from self-doubt, doesn't it? Well. And when you well, look it down, it usually comes down from your fears. It's not really a... There's all kinds of parts to it. It's generally deeper than... Uh, yeah. I mean, sort of, if certain things are in a situation, and, and mainly what I'm studying is children's behavior and okay, which is special needs, which is a little different than adults. than adults. But through all this process, I am trying to analyze my behavior at the same time, because it just makes sense to do that. It's like, oh, that's why I do that. Okay. And it's, um, you know, sort of, uh, I'm trying to diet, but the parent council decided to buy us pizza on Tuesday, but I really didn't want the pizza, but the pizza was there. So it was sort of the, the circumstances around it was free pizza. I like pizza. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat it and not eat my salad that I brought. That's <laughs> it gets convenience. Of, it, you know, that, yeah, that, that, that is that is not behavior. That is excuse making. <laughs> I'm just going to call it what it is. That's excuse making, <laughs> which is different than behavior. <laughs> That's like, well, this so, looks yummy. You know, I'm going to make excuses as to why to I'm why not going to do the right yeah. thing. Yes. You know, sort of <laughs> the smells and the side and da, 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 and it tastes yummy and it's easier to eat. And, so I would yeah. think behavior would be more like people who procrastinate all the time. Yeah, you can do behavior plans for that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Consequences and, I mean, yeah, there's just all overeating, of things of that nature. Most of those are usually around something other than the food itself, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Correct. What is it, sort of what is the I mean, people call it trigger, but you know, uh, what are the antecedents? What is happening before a behavior happens, and what is the consequence? You're getting something out of the behavior, and that's the consequence. The consequence is not necessarily a bad thing, but um, well, yeah. Every, so what you every action has a reaction, right? Yeah. So it's been it's been interesting to kind of delve into it. I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, and enjoying this class a lot. It's a lot of work, but it's fascinating. So. Well, let's pick it back on that for a second here. Uh-oh. One of the things I was I came across recently was kids. You want to talk about kids? And we, as adults, a lot of times will praise them for effort. Mm-hmm. As long as you try, that's all that matters. And is that a good thing? To a certain extent, yes. Because the problem, here's let me tell you what my problem is with this now that I've kind of had a chance to think about that a little bit. Okay. If I go to McDonald's, can I buy a quarter pounder with cheese or a Big Mac meal with try? <laughs> There's a certain point if you're trying to encourage a habit, you know, uh, and like, all right, so I'll give the example. My daughter uh, needed... But effort needed, doesn't give you the solution. Okay, but though. she needed she needed a sport to do, and I was trying to convince her to do swimming. She really didn't want to do it. Right. So I encouraged her. I praised her when she went, and I bribed her. She loved chocolate milk. You get chocolate milk after you swim because yeah. that's really good for you after you swim. Until she learned that she actually liked to swim. And I didn't have to give her the chocolate milk anymore. So giving praise for just showing up can get can start somebody on a good habit. Yeah, but you, 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 that's different than like me coming to someone and saying, as long as you try, that's all that matters. For some things, yes. That becomes, but I hear that refrain in sports. I hear that refrain in school. I hear that refrain all over the place when it comes to kids. 
As long as you're trying, that's all that matters. But like I said, that's just to get them started. After that, then... No, but that's the praise. What we're telling them is that what matters in all of this is the effort I put into it. That's the only thing that matters. When the effort is important, but it's not the end goal. The end goal is execution. If I'm not executing, it doesn't matter. Because I can take effort all I want, and no one's going to pay me for effort. People pay you for what you do, what you accomplish, your execution. If you don't put in any effort in, you're not going to have that, though. But it's effort's just, just a part of execution. It's just a part of it, yeah. The problem exactly. is, is that we're saying effort is the end goal, and that's what we praise. Okay. Well, you're not in the classrooms that I'm in then, so, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, that, that's what you tell kids. You're like, you got to try. you got to effort. That's you, ha- you have thing. to at least try to get this done in order to move on to be able to do something else you want to do. The problem is, is the try becomes what they do and not necessarily getting it done. Well, I worked on it. I, I tried. I well, tried to get it done. Get I tried it. Some of the credit, but you're not going to get all the credit. Right, so. but you know, you know, the reality is, is the praise should be for what they accomplish and not the effort. The effort. Well, I'm what not going to tell you, you tell didn't people, do enough. I'm not, you know, I mean, it depends on the circumstances and it depends on the child and what, what you're, what, you know, what are you trying to do with that child? Are you really happy that they're actually sitting down in their seat and attempting to do the work or you you know because if they're because normally they're bouncing off the walls all over the place i'm going to praise that kid for sitting there for five minutes and making an attempt granted i work in preschool so yeah that's a little bit different a little bit different we talk about third fourth fifth grade i mean people are like oh well you've got b's but you tried but you know i mean you you got a b but you tried okay you gave it effort. If that's what that child is capable of doing is only B work, yes, we'd like to strive for them to do A work, but some kids maybe not be A students. I mean, they might be a B student. So Why are we praising them for the effort and getting that B? Why not say, hey, we need the A? I need to push you hey, beyond good job. what you you're got good at. You got a B because every other time you've been in D, C's and D's. No, I like, you got a B. See how this effort? It gave you that B. Maybe we need to put more effort in to get an A, but the effort just, this is the result of the effort. The effort is not the end goal. What's the end goal is the A or the B or whatever the actual grade is. When you're on a field of sport, you know, getting your getting it right. I'm not disagreeing. You might you. get beat yeah. by someone who's more talented than you, but if you're executing it correctly, that should be what's praised, not the fact that you went out and tried and lost or, you know, I'm... Winning and losing is indifferent to this whole situation. It's, can I execute? Can I do the right thing? Can I do it right? It may not give me the result I need, but am I executing correctly rather than just trying? I'm just saying, you run into so many things like, that's just, I mean, as that's long just as you works. try. That's just semantics. I mean, No, trying I mean, is, effort is important, but if I don't get it done, again, if I go to, if I go you're someplace. you're not going to get it done if you don't try. So it's sort of saying the same Effort thing. matters, but it's not the end goal. When okay. we say try is, as long as you try, what we're saying is try is the end goal. Okay. You're praising the attempt and okay. not the result. Okay. And what well, I'm saying is we need, be, both. we need to be, the result is what matters. Hopefully you're praising both. I, I, I don't you know. know. I just don't think it awesome. works Awesome. You're out way. there in the field. You tried so hard. You executed this, this, and this, and this. Great. Awesome. Like I said, you hopefully it's all package deal that you're... Also praising what they accomplished, not but just that they if tried. If I ran around and did it wrong, it they, doesn't matter. They ran around and did it wrong, though. They shouldn't And then they praised. went hard at it. But people say, oh, great effort, man. You tried out there. Good job. 
yeah, good try, but you probably should have done it this way. That's when you get, I mean, yeah, if you want to improve the kid, it depends on the person. It depends on the child. I'm just saying it's, it, we have a tendency as a society to try as what matters. And you see that fall into places. People are like, well, I tried to get it done. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I tried. That's nice, but that means somebody else has got to pick up what you exactly. didn't do. So, no, that's... And so nobody's... people start thinking in terms of, like, as long as I'm trying, as long as I'm giving 100% of my effort... Well, if you're giving 100%, then it should be right. <laughs> or you're just not capable of doing the job. Or and you're you not help. capable and you need to be in a different area, yeah. Right. So if this is your 100% effort, let's put you in a different job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, people will come to you and say, hey, I tried. And kids will say that, I tried. Yeah. Well, and then you go, okay, well, let's look at what you tried to do, and maybe we can But trying isn't important. That. The try isn't important. The try, effort, what you find is if, I, if I'm praising execution, then we can kind of go, look, you did this right. How much work did we do to get there? Well, that's what we need to be able to do to do these other things. We need to put that type of work into these right. other elements of Okay. It. I mean, effort's important. I mean, uh, even in preschool, you know, go hang up your coat. Well, it fell on the floor. I tried. Well, yeah. pick it up again, find <laughs> the top of the hood, find the hook, and hang it up. We do that. I mean, we teach them at three but other four times, years old. There's, there's other times, though, when we'll say, as long as you tried that. I, that's just a phrase I've heard a lot say, with kids. I, I, just, I don't say it very often. I don't know many teachers that say it very often. I think it's a lot of parents or coaches that don't know what else to say, possibly. Or they're just happy that their kids are participating. Sometimes that's the goal. You know, just you know as long as you work at it, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can execute. At a high level, you can accomplish anything. Keep on working at it, and you're going to get enough practice. Yeah, eventually you're going to get In theory, it. theory. <laughs> but then you may not. I well, mean, just like swimming. I mean, you know, you, at least if you practice it correctly, maybe you'll get somewhere. Yeah, I was saying effort's just a small part of the equation. Right. It is. And but. we put too much focus on the effort side of it, not enough on getting the job done. All right. I will never talk about psychology with you again. <laughs> <laughs> not a promise, but um, definitely something I'll consider. Why not? I mean, this is this is one <laughs> of those things. Topic, is yes. You, you got to something that bothers me that I've I came across is the try. Yeah, you know, as long as you're as long as you're giving good effort, man, that's all that matters. Yeah, like, no. eh. yeah, yeah putting great effort to not it? eat the pizza. I still ate the pizza. <laughs> you didn't execute. <laughs> Did not execute that very. You well. tried. You try didn't buy you anything. <laughs> did you do no. it or did you not do it? It's, no. It comes back to the old Yoda. I did put enough effort into do, walking away. Do or do not. There is do no try. <laughs> I don't believe that is why you failed. <laughs> Yoda, oh man. Star Wars. He's don't awesome. I love Yoda. All right. So last week we talked about the uh, laws of cycling in Ohio and Kentucky. And the other side of one of these cars cards was what to do if you crash good lord we hope nobody ever crashes but you do that's part of biking well i've never crashed you haven't biked long enough it's like motorcycling eventually you're gonna crash let's see i've crashed one two three four five five times probably well you take more risks than i do yeah not necessarily i, I had a dog run at me nothing well, i could true. do about that i flipped on it that was my worst accident was when i hit a dog that's true you know, fell over my driveway and broke my hand. <laughs> um, there was a time when I was out in the winter and, and got caught up on some ice and, and fell. I was with you when you got on the bridge and slipped. On the bridge and slipped. Yep. All right. Well, anyway, here's what these uh, bike lawyers <clears throat> say to do if you, what to do if you crash. 
Always ride with your cell phone. Do you always ride with your cell phone? What to do if you crash? Always, that seems like a prior thing and not a after the matter. <laughs> Just looking at it from a very standpoint. Usually I ride with my cell phone, yes. Sometimes I forget it. Most of the time I bring it mostly because it doesn't have to do with crashing mostly. It mostly has to do with if I get multiple flats and I don't have a tube, I need someone to come get me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't do it in case I crash. I mean, that's a yeah. When a you're nice 20 miles thing. away from home, uh, somebody's got to come get you if you. Get yeah, I, yeah, I've had that happen. I had a flat, and I tried to put the spare in, and it didn't. Inf- I, I pinched it. And like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm calling my wife, and she's gonna come get me because I'm not walking 15 <laughs> miles home. My bike on my shoulder. Yeah. Well, always ride with your cell phone. Call 911. Get police and ambulance to the scene. Never ever leave without police involvement. That would have to be a pretty good crash. That would have to be a crash where something... I think most of these are in reference to if you were in a crash collision with a vehicle. Vehicle. With a car or a truck or something. A four-wheeled vehicle or a motorcycle, I guess. Um, I always ride with my cell phone just for the Garmin um, safety features and stuff on that. Because they don't work unless you've got your cell phone with you. So. So, yeah. If you're hurt, don't move. Let the MT... That's true. If you've gone flying and you're knocked unconscious or you feel like you have uh, broken a bone or something yeah you may not want to do a lot of moving mainly if it's yeah. a head injury or some type of puncture injury or something like that moving is probably a bad idea they don't have it on here but if you're uh, in a wreck and or uh, with somebody that has a wreck don't take off their helmet if you can avoid it um, because that might move their neck Again, that's one of those things, if it's a bad one and they're laying there and they don't have feeling and things of that nature, or they're unconscious, yeah, you're probably not going to want to take a helmet off. Yeah. Um, I was uh, came upon a wreck, and uh, I mean, all the signs of concussion kept on asking the same questions, da-da-da-da-da, and somebody had taken off the helmet. And I did end up moving him because his head was sitting on a rock, and I was like, okay, well, let's move you a little bit. But anyway, yeah, if you can, don't move. Um don't move any bike or other vehicles. Yeah, good luck with that. If I'm able to stand up, I'm going to see if my bike's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> that's that's a hard one right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, that, you know, all of these sort of apply if you're, they tell you all this stuff when you're in a motor vehicle accident with another car. You don't move, you know, you don't move the vehicle so they can see what happened. But if you're blocking traffic, a lot of times you just go ahead. Depends on how fast the police can get to you, too. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. It, it, I mean, if you call... I mean, how long would it take for the police to get to something like that? I guess it depends how close they are. It depends. You know, biking accidents, too. I mean, where we ride, we're way out in the country. I mean, that's the thing. Most of the time... It's going to take a while happen. for somebody to get there. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, especially out in the country. If, if you're riding in cities, that would probably be a little bit more... This is probably a little bit more applicable to people in the city. Yeah. Ask police to take photos and names of anyone around. Good luck with that. I'm sure the police are more than happy to sit there and take photos and names of everyone around. They'd be like, okay, go on. <laughs> they get the main people well, and Well, I mean, move it depends on. on how serious it is and what the, you know, what's going on. I mean, if it was, you know, yeah, I mean. If there's a death, then they would do it. But generally, they don't, they're not going to. It's like, when was the last time you were in Iraq? That they spent the any more than the minimum amount of time they needed to get you out the door. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been in Iraq. Thank goodness. But every time I've been around them, they, they kind of move, try to move it off as fast yeah. as they can. Well, you're just dealing with the people that. I mean, unless are right there was there, like a death or something. When a, when a, 
you know, let, let's say a car hits a cyclist. There's, you need to know what's happened, especially because the cyclist is going to be hurt. They just are. If you get hit by a car, you're going to be hurt. And so yeah, they, it depends yeah, how you they get hit by a car, to, but yeah. Depends, but you I mean, know, if you're just the ones that the I know that have road. happened. Yeah. Depends if the car strikes you or if it just pushes you off the side of the road or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, that's different. Yeah. I mean, that can still hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hopefully if you get pushed off the side of the road, it's into a soft ditch. Or off the side of a cliff. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. I mean, there's some nice drop-offs on the side of roads that we ride around. Good point. Yeah. Let's see. Get info from the other driver. Yeah, if someone... But that's the, that's the same as if you get hit in a car. Yeah. If you can, photograph everything at the scene. This would be the thing to do. I, I wouldn't count on the police photographing anything. i just photograph it myself. Yeah. Yeah, if you since you have your cell phone with you, take you know like you said, you're gonna look at your bike. You're gonna check your bike. Take a picture of the bike first. Take a picture of where everything is, or video it or, or, or something. You know, if like one of your friends gets hit or something, do it for them. Yeah, I mean, I would do the photographing myself. I wouldn't count on the police doing any of that. I would try to get names myself and not count mm-hmm. on the police for any of that. <laughs> yeah. Because the police are busy, and unless there's like an injury where someone's going to the hospital and maybe possible death or something like that, that's gonna, a whole different. They're going to try to move move it along. Yeah. Preserve evidence: helmets, gloves, glasses. Do not throw anything or get re- anything repaired. Don't get anything repaired. Yeah, tell me how that's going to work with a bike guy. <laughs> Let's say I get knocked off the road, bends up my derailleur hanger. You know, I. I break an arm or two in the process, maybe a leg. Pretty serious accident. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to court over this. How long is that court proceedings before I can get insurance money be to get that? <laughs> you know, if I'm, especially if I can get back on my bike in two or three weeks after the injury. Well, if they've got insurance, <laughs> hopefully it's going to be pretty quick. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if your bike is minorly injured, you know, if, if your bike is minorly hurt, then... But, you know, we're preserving the do clothing, the helmet, the gloves. Do not anything from the bike. They're basically saying don't do anything with your bike because it's evidence. And that, that to me is kind of a rough one because, I mean, if, if there's a chance for me to ride sometime in the future, probably I'm probably going to ride it. Well, what they're Unless looking, I own, like, you know, scuff marks on the helmet, you know, well, cut yeah. up gloves, stuff Broken. like that. No, I mean, the thing know. is if I crash and my helmet's busted... Yeah, I'm not wearing that again anyway. I mean, right. then, you know, you just have to keep it. At yeah, that point. keep it. Don't throw it away. Right. So. Gloves, glasses. Yeah, anything that got broke. Photograph every injury every day to show the progress of your recovery. Document yes. everything. This is a very lawyer-us thing. Keep a record yes. of every dollar you spend, every medical visit, every phone call you make or receive. Yes, because things will get complicated quickly. Yeah, they can. Yeah, because the reality of it, like most of this stuff won't happen. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, if I'm in a wreck, unless I'm like being carted off by an ambulance, I'm probably going to get up, I'm probably going to get home, and then I'll find out it's broken or something like that. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like physically unable to use my body, well, that's like the wreck. I mean, I'm going to ride, and I might, I might have find out something for a day or two later. Yeah. So in the meantime, make sure you get, make, make sure you at least get the name and license plate number of whoever else was involved. I mean, at the very minimum, yeah, find out nice who their, their insurance is. Normally somebody, you know, I would hope somebody's going to feel bad if they hit you when you're on a bike. Well, the, the reality of it is, is they're going to stop and feel bad or they're just going to keep going and you never see them again. Right. I, it's going to be the, <laughs> the thing. Which is why people have cameras on the fronts and backs of their bikes now <laughs> for those people that try to plow them off the road. 
those are not a bad investment if you're riding on busy roads a lot. They're not that they're going down in price too. A lot they're starting more. to come down, but yeah. it's biking, so nothing's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Well, now the other part of this that I thought was interesting that we were thinking about this is that you know when you look at the laws, the laws state, where did my law one go? Bicycles are vehicles under Kentucky law. Mm-hmm. Which means what happens when one biker takes out another biker? I've been planning on that for a long time. <laughs> Take you out. Either intentionally or accidentally. We're going down a hill in a group, guy in the front falls. Mm-hmm. Person behind him hits him and goes down. This all happened a few years ago. Now, in that situation, the person behind him, if we're talking about Kentucky laws and vehicles, it's their fault because... They were following too close. They were behind. following too closely behind. They should be able to stop. Going 35 miles an hour down a hill? Maybe. <laughs> Again, under Kentucky law and vehicle law, law, yeah, the person behind is at fault in that situation. And they're, but in that situation, they didn't take out the person in front. Person I don't think they would be able to in front. Took them out. Right. So there'd probably be no. I would assume that situation would just be everybody's in their own. In that situation. Well, in that situ- in, in the situation that actually did happen, because it was a bluegrass cycling ride, the club insurance took care of everything. Thank goodness. Um, the rider that went down, I don't, was not the one that was most seriously hurt, and his insurance took care of everything, and BCC took care. Of I don't think the rider that went down was never at fault, even though it was his fault. He's the one that hit the pothole. Yeah, he went down and took everybody else out, but they're at on fault for they should be at fault for themselves because under Kentucky law, you're a vehicle and you struck another vehicle in that situation, yeah. and it's because you were following too closely. Too closely. Mm-hmm. It's like any other rear ending. Yeah. Now it gets more interesting. Of what if we're riding down the road, something runs out in front of you, I swerve, or I'm going around a corner, I slide out a little bit, and take someone else out from the side like a car coming and hitting you on the side right who's liable in that situation there's got to be some something on that we need to look it up and find out because it, it's bicycling it's cycling it involves skill you don't have to take a driver's test to ride a bike like you do to drive a car right because your your, your chances of hurting someone else are usually fairly limited fairly limited so there may not be any liability Unless you've like purposely stuck your hand out or you know purposely swerved, there was nothing there, and you were just. Well, I mean, that's what you know. If I'm driving in a car and a deer runs out and I swerve over and hit you, I'm at fault for coming into my, your lane and hitting you, even though there was there was no intent to hit you. It was, a, it was something running out in front of me. Hmm. This would be something that'd be worth asking a lawyer. Yeah. About. Now yeah. the other side is that if I am liable for it, would any what insurance would I have for that? Because if I take you out and I do three thousand, you know, hey, ten or fifteen thousand dollars of medical bills, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna not want to pay that. <laughs> you know, we go down. I'm just wondering I do if there's some, like, like a, lung if damage like, or something, something like that. Because there's some things that are no fault, and I, I don't know if I have no idea if bicycle accidents between bikes are no fault or not, where I, it's your own insurance takes care of it. So I don't know if it would. I don't know. And then the other side of that is what insurance would take. Is that your homeowner's insurance that would pay for that? Because it wouldn't be your car insurance because you're not no. insured on the car. It's not, wouldn't I mean, fall under your car bike, policy. Are your bikes on your homeowners? I have no idea. <laughs> Mine are. Yeah, they're covered. I mean, just like jewelry. Well, the or bikes themselves, else. but what if I hurt somebody oh, else? for the liability. 
the liability side of it, are you covered? I don't know. I don't either. That's why I'm like, Any attorneys this is an, there? We're going to have to like ask an Send attorney about this. It's something I'll have to like find. I, we don't, do we have any attorneys that swim with us? No, no, but I run with some. I'll ask. That would be a, that would be an interesting question to ask just from a standpoint of, because I never really considered that. What happens if I take somebody else yeah. out on the road? Especially when you start talking about a group ride where we're all right. riding fairly close together. Yeah. It wouldn't take much to kind of take me and, and you know, I feel confident in my ability, but we're riding side by side and you swerve over and I go off the side of the road because of that. Right. You know, squirrel jumps out, whatever. Right. You know, love those suicidal squirrels. Well, it just becomes an interesting question that I mm-hmm. never really even considered. Mm-hmm. Is there any liability of riding bikes with someone else? Yeah. I mean, because sometimes we get new people in the groups that don't know how to ride in a group. And you're just riding on the and weekend just, with some and friends yeah. and stuff. Or just riding. And you're yeah. goofing around and someone takes you out. Yep. Not necessarily intentionally. I don't know. No idea. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's the two things. It's like, you know, are you liable? And I probably would say, hey, you probably are. And secondly, is that liability covered on any of your insurance? You're going to make me never want to ride in a group again. <laughs> Stop it. Well, the BCC has their own insurance, in theory. Yes. They do, and it works. you got to be a member. I mean, I don't and know. And that's why they don't let people that aren't members ride. Yeah, you yeah. have to pay. You have to be a paying member in order to ride. I think they let you come one or two times. And I guess the the next question would be, what is the, you know, does that handle all liability or is that only limited liability? I don't know. I know that when you go to the club rides, you sign a piece of paper. Right. It's a liability so, form. And that's a liability. The form. question is, is how well does that hold up in a court of law if they want to come after you? If you do something wrong, yeah, to on purpose. To take out, to take out a rider. well, I mean, if I'm taking someone out, I mean, it's because I did something wrong generally. Right, but was it an accident, like a, a, you know, act of God, a squirrel running out? Or was know, I or just not paying attention? Or was and I, I just, just took not the paying attention and just being a jerk and goofing off and riding with no hands or something? You know, doing. Or something what if I clipped the so. bike in front of me and because you weren't paying attention, or and then I take out the person next to me who wasn't riding behind because I don't know. I'll I mean, this is the whole thing. Depend on circumstances. Because then in that sense, it is my fault all around. <laughs> you no longer in the club, I can tell you that much. <laughs> he will throw you out. <laughs> well, I get that. I'm just saying from a standpoint of a liability, and would like a, a club's liability cover that, or would probably. you? Probably not enough. They probably, probably would come after you as yeah. well. They'd come after you individually as well. Yeah. I mean, I know in the, in the case... In, like a, in a friendly situation like the count that happened last year... Where yeah. everybody knows each other, everybody's friendly, and no one's going to sue the heck out of each other. Yeah. Then it gets covered by the club insurance. We move on. Yeah. The question is, if someone wants to go after someone else, would that be enough, or would you have to have your own insurance? And what insurance would that be under? Would that be your home under? Uh, that's a good, interesting question. Yeah, but most likely. I mean, just like somebody getting hurt on your property. Property. Yeah. Interesting question. So, any attorneys out there, uh, <laughs> go ahead and message us. <laughs> We want to know. I don't know. I'm just assuming yeah. based on, like, since we're a vehicle, I would assume yeah. you would be like any other vehicle on the road when you have an accident. Yeah. The same type of liabilities would, except you don't have... You like, don't have a driver's have license. Like, you don't have to prove Well, you don't insurance. have a bike insurance. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to have a... You don't have to prove have any of those things to be on a bike. I mean, it's like walking down the street and tripping somebody. You know, if I fall in front of somebody and they tumble over the top of me and they get well, hurt... Well, and I kind of get that because you don't have a lot of... I, I killed somebody on my bike. I, yeah. Yeah, I can pretty easily kill somebody in a car. Yeah. Because the speeds are much, so much greater. Right. Although you could probably do quite a bit of damage to somebody if you hit them 
going 20 miles an hour on a bike. Okay, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. I mean, the, the, that you leads could. to the question yeah. of, yeah, or should certain bikes be have a driver's license test because they are like a road bike or a TT bike, something or that something actually with, travels at a higher speed. We're not even going to talk about e-bikes right now. <laughs> Or even an e-bike. I mean, that falls heavier. under that. They're heavier and can. They're heavier. Fast. They're not super heavy, but again, you're going sixty. You know, any bike that goes over, which is just about any bike can go over twenty miles an hour. Although, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do twenty miles an hour on a Walmart bike or thirty really. miles an hour on a Walmart bike. But in theory, we point it down a hill, we can go fast enough. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll stay together. <laughs> yeah. It becomes just this kind of this interesting question that I'd never really delve into. Is hmm. of that is you know what. You know, maybe we should have a driver's license for bikers. Uh, you know, the problem is, is we're talking about things that don't happen very often, which right. is why you don't have. Which is why it's not really an issue. It's not really shows up in insurance, but I could see that happening. And if you're riding with somebody you don't know, mm-hmm. and something like this occurs, what guarantee you have that they're, they're not going to come after you? Yeah. Because of what happened, yeah. it's just an interesting sidebar. And well, I mean. That gets into like if we're going down a hill, it's like, hey, you can try this. If they try it and they wipe out, are you at fault for telling them to do it? No, because they didn't have to. Just like (laughs) I didn't have to eat the pizza. (laughs) Interesting questions. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Hope you have a great week. And hopefully, we'll find some answers. Hopefully, we'll find some. We'll bring some. We'll bring some answers next week. We'll do some research on this. But if you like us, check us out on YouTube. Yes. Google. YouTube, hit iTunes. the like button, subscribe. Subscribe to us on either, uh, depending on your platform, if you're a, an Apple person, iTunes, if you're on Android or in those, and you can catch us on the Google Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we got our website, go3sport.com, 3Sport Endurance, same site. Yep. If you need a coach, check us out. Yes. Have a great week.